We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South, this is the Run ATL Podcast. My name is Mike Cosentino. I am your ho-ho holiday host for this special edition holiday-themed Run ATL Podcast. I am with my fellow elf, D2. Happiest of holidays to you, sir. It is December, and it is time to kick off this holiday season. That's right. It is a holidays, and yes, happy holidays to everyone uh, listening and tuning in. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever been considered an elf. How about that? <clears throat> you and I are both probably lacking much of the credibility that's necessary to get put on Santa's short list for temporary hours this year. Good thing we're in retail. <laughs> we'll have no shortage of things to keep us busy. But today we bring the holiday edition of the Run ATL podcast to bear. I'm really amped about being able to do this some cool inclusions in this episode yeah and i mean obviously since we're talking about holidays we started our holiday gift card promotion so um now through the end of the year anytime you shop at any of our stores if you purchase 200 dollars or more you'll receive a 40 dollars gift card and, and and it'll increase um, by 25 dollars increments of your purchase so if you go to 225 to uh 249.99 you'll receive a 45 dollars uh yeah, gift card and it'll just keep on going so it's just our way of saying thanks for your support throughout the year and just our way of kind of giving thanks as well very very true that makes for a terrific stocking stuffer jingle bell time it is a swell time and i would imagine that with that particular program you did say and ultimately as our director of marketing make the right decision having it go all the way through the end of the year that way when people are on their way to what would just be a few days off from work or when they're thinking about perhaps even new year's resolutions that gift card whether you keep it for yourself or whether you give it as a gift is gonna come in quite handy to make sure that you not only finish this year strong, next year gets off on the right foot as well. That's right, and of course, you know, to tease further into the episode, we do have some gift ideas that those gift cards can be applied towards if you're a recipient of one, or you can collect a gift card by making some of these purchases um, at any of our seven locations. Perfect segues. They're almost like gifts to each other. So D2, you mentioned it. And for everybody, we're going to go to a break, but we've got such an awesome episode coming your way. D2 is absolutely right. Part of what we'll talk about, we'll have Jamie Confer on. She is going to lead us through some very astute recommendations for those on your gift list who very much live a pedestrian active lifestyle or perhaps some suggestions for yourself it is okay you have our permission to get something for yourself this year you'll appreciate our gift giving guide the verbal version comes to you as part of this audio affair in the episode but before we get to jamie we are bringing back our featured conversation from episode number 56, the one, the only, the incomparable Nancy Clark comes back to the Run ATL podcast because during the holidays, it's not just D2 and I who perhaps struggle a little bit with how do we make good decisions nutritionally 
and from a training perspective. So Nancy's going to join us this episode in a holiday spirit and in the very important manner of telling us what we need to know so that by the time we get to the end of the holidays, we can say, we did it. We enjoyed ourselves. We treated ourselves, but we also made some good decisions that will pay dividends for months after the holidays have come and gone. So please do not go anywhere. We're going to be back in just a brief moment after this message, the holiday edition of the Run ATL podcast rolls on. Ho, ho, ho. You've got the right shoe for you, but maybe you're still getting blisters and your feet aren't too happy. The source of your discomfort may be the socks you're wearing. Cotton is rotten. You need socks made from synthetic materials that wick away the moisture that can lead to blisters. Big Peach Running Company carries a variety of styles and brands, including Features, Balega, Swiftwick, and Injinji. Every sock is buy three, get one free. Mix and match brands and styles? It doesn't matter. You'll save 25% when you pick up four pairs of socks. Keep your feet happy and stock up on socks at Big Peach Running Company. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. This is really cool for us to be able to do. We also are in the holiday spirit here at the Run ATL podcast, but we know as you do as well, dear listener, that this time of year brings its own possibilities, even challenges when it comes to our pedestrian active lifestyle and all those things that accompany it, certainly nutrition at the forefront. We've brought back our favorite expert on that topic, Nancy Clark. She was our featured conversation back on episode number 56. Certainly for those of you who are thinking about nutrition, maybe even more deeply than you were earlier this year or more deeply than normal because it is going to be a new year before you know it. Go back and listen to that again. That's episode number 56. But Nancy Clark, I would very comfortably say the foremost nutrition expert on the planet. She is the author of the Sports Nutrition Guidebook, now in its sixth edition that was released earlier this year, this summer specifically. It is still the number one nutrition resource for active people. Those of us who live a pedestrian active lifestyle, Nancy is a friend of ours. Nancy, thank you for being part of this today. Well, I'm pleased to be here and it is indeed a a timely topic to be talking about holiday nutrition because it just makes people shudder. (laughs) (laughs) And the holidays are supposed to be enjoyable for a lot of people. It's just fearful. Like, oh no, I'm going to get fat. Oh no, I can't (laughs) maintain my training schedule. And so hopefully we'll address some of those Well, we will. And, And let's dive in because one of the things that we love about you so much is that you really come at this from a layman's perspective. You don't come at it as someone who's going to shame us or someone who's immediately gonna perhaps make us feel uncomfortable or unworthy to head into the holiday season and not be able to stick to our routine or feel so guilty when we are not sticking to our routine. Instead, you do such an awesome job, Nancy, of balancing reality with really useful information. So I'm gonna dive right in and just admit for myself that this time of year is one of those things where I know there are gonna be temptations and there are gonna be things that I have access to that because of the simplicity of the access to those sweets, to those pastries, to the possibilities of overeating, I can't always say no or perhaps 
find the discipline. So just as a predictable place to start, knowing that I'm not alone with that, what are some of the things that you would tell me and all of those who are now going to find sweets in the office? They're now going to find family members who bring food to their front door. They're now going to find an abundance of food on their table. What are a couple of things that you would say right out of the gates that we should perhaps be mindful of? Uh, one thing is, is that these foods come along every Christmas, every December. And so that this isn't the last chance to ever have Aunt Mary's Christmas cookies. Um, <laughs> and also, if you really love Aunt Mary's Christmas cookies, I'm sure she'd make them in March, May, September. Mm. I mean, who said that special holiday foods have to be just around wow. the holidays? What a they, great they point. Can, great question. Yeah. I've not thought about it, but that's so true. Yeah. So when a food has power over you, and you feel like eating all of it, generally it's because you like it and you actually should eat it more often so that eating a food more often takes the power away from it. If you think about it, like why, why do apples have no power over you? Because you can have an apple whenever you want, but why do Christmas cookies or, or fudge or you know special holiday foods have such power? Um, because you don't have them very often. And so that the solution is either to have them more often or else just to enjoy them, knowing that you don't have to, you know, the first mouthful tastes good, the second mouthful tastes pretty good, the third mouthful is like, mm-hmm, and by then your <laughs> taste buds are satiated. So, you know, you, you can really save a lot of calories if, say, if you're into the, the fudge. Um, that you know you just take a small piece and savor it and you have those first three mouthfuls and that gives you your bang for your buck um but to deny it and deprive it is really going to set up a binge you know if you say oh i can't have any of those that you know those you know holiday cookies you'll end up binging on them so (laughs) the, the the analogy is Um, Pretend that you're babysitting for a little four-year-old boy and you take him into this room filled with toys and you say, you can play with all of these toys, but just don't touch that green truck. And then you leave the room and you look through the two-way mirror and what's he playing with? The green truck. Um, So if you tell yourself that you can't have things, they'll they'll just... um, occupy your whole brain and you'll end up eating them plus too many of them so don't deny don't deprive but enjoy i mean is there something wrong with having some fun food so let's go there and what i'm going to say is my green truck peanut butter blossoms and now you've given me permission that those should be available more often than just in december but if we say okay the green truck and this is not the only place we'll go, but let's start here because Christmas cookies is a predictable phrase. Peanut butter blossoms, as my example, my own personal weakness, is part of that assortment. Let's talk about sugar because overeating is not confined to sugar, but it seems like a reasonably good place to start because Christmas cookies are so popular. Anything that you would say about sugar consumption, which in my guess is heightened for many of us, I know for me, because I do a pretty good job most of the year not over-consuming or perhaps even moderately consuming sugar. But then I think to your point, 
the vest is off for me on December. Anything that you would tell those of us who specifically find sugar to be so much more appealing or appetizing or available in December and how we can kind of avoid that binge that you just mentioned? Well, let's just take a look at the whole picture. You know, 10% of your calories can appropriately come from refined added sugar. So if you need, let's just say, your average listener, if she's female, at least 2,000, the average male, 3,000 calories a day. So that's 200, 300 calories of added sugar a day that fit within the dietary guidelines. Hmm. So I, I, I would prefer you think of your peanut butter blossoms as a fun food and not a temptation. Hmm. Um, and... You know, how many peanut butter blossoms are going to ruin your life forever? You know? (laughs) (laughs) I might have to ask myself that question. That's a great way to look at it. (laughs) Yeah, so if you know, if you've been given a dozen peanut butter blossoms, maybe instead of eating the whole thing all at once just to get rid of them, maybe you have one every single meal and space them out and know that you don't have to eat the whole tray right now because you could have one, you could start at breakfast and have one at breakfast and another one at lunch and another one for snack and another one at dinner. And after three days of peanut butter blossoms, you know, you'll be peanut butter blossoms out. <laughs> Even I'll be tired of them. And you know what? Yeah. I've never thought about having them in March or June or September. And you've yeah. given me that idea. And then you just said, and I can't believe I'm hearing this, but it came from your mouth, so it must be valid. And that is having a peanut butter blossom for breakfast. That would help space it out and help get me past the craving for it, I would imagine, more quickly because it's not so exceptional anymore. Precisely. Now, the, the, the another path, there's not a one program that fits everybody. So another path, if you know that you're confronted with these peanut butter blossoms, if you have a a substantial high protein breakfast and lunch then come afternoon when you know the defenses tend to be down you won't be as hungry and you'll be able to talk yourself out of them and say you know what i'm not even hungry for that people who crave sweets generally the sweet cravings come either before lunch because they're hungry because they didn't have enough breakfast or they come in the afternoon because they didn't have enough breakfast and lunch um they can prevent those sweet cravings by having heartier breakfasts and lunches. So the experiment is, oh, there's a, an office party this afternoon. Well, let me have, you know, a three egg omelet for breakfast along with some an English muffin and, you know, some fruit. And let me have my peanut butter sandwich at lunch along with a yogurt. And then when the party comes along, eh, you know, I'm not that hungry. So you have more control, but if you save up calories, you know, for this party in the afternoon and are craving sweets, which happens when people get too hungry, you you just give yourself permission not only to eat, but to overeat. So let's say there there are different approaches depending on the person's personality, but I kind of like, hmm, let's have peanut butter blossom instead of having you know, spending 100 calories on a banana for breakfast, I'm going to have 100 calories my peanut butter blossom. And, and just incorporate it into a meal to eat it instead of a quality food rather than in addition to so that you aren't blowing your calorie budget. 
you know, good nutrition isn't the the meal, the day, the week. It's the month, the year. So I say, you know, a couple of weeks of peanut butter blossoms isn't going to ruin your health forever. So let's go to the other side of it, which isn't so much specific foods that at least conventionally thinking are not particularly good for me or for our listeners, but just the whole mindset of overeating and that traditional behavior that accompanies us, so many of us during the holidays. And one of the things that you just said that I'm going to pull back out because I think it's such great advice, I know for me, but perhaps for all of us, and that is to be in a position where we're proactive before going to those holiday activities so that we're not saving ourselves to then binge at the office party or at that meal where we know there's going to be all kinds of opportunities to overeat. What are some of those things you mentioned already, Nancy, protein, to be able to have that three egg breakfast, to have something for lunch? What are some of the things that you would say we should maybe proactively seek out and make sure we're regularly consuming during the holidays so that we can almost naturally keep ourselves in check from overeating or binging? Well, one thing that's not related to food, but it is related to food, is to get enough sleep. Mm. Because when and what happens in the holiday, you've got your normal workload and you have all this holiday stuff to take care of, and what, what do you get short on? Sleep. And when people are sleep deprived, they tend to crave more sweets and fats, and it's very easy to overeat. So if you can just prioritize getting enough sleep, um, then that will help the situation a lot. Um, if you, you know, second to that, you, you just want to front load your calories. You want to make sure that you aren't going around too hungry. Because like I say, when people get too hungry, they don't care. And just the physiology of hunger is such that when you get too hungry, you'll not only eat, but you'll overeat. It's sort of like if I stick your head underwater and keep it there too long, you know, lack of oxygen, when you pop up, you'll just (gasps) hyperventilate. And if you say, oh, I'm going to save up for a party and save my calories and get go to a party too hungry, you'll not only eat, but you'll overeat. And it's physiological. So if you can just get rid of the physiology of overeating, that helps. And, And that comes with, you know, high protein breakfasts and lunches um but along with that high protein you can you can stick in your peanut butter blossom into that meal (laughs) well and and you can bet that i will at least until i get to that point where i'm like man i've already had over the last three days one for breakfast lunch and dinner i'm not even sure i want one on day number four we're talking to nancy clark author of the sports nutrition guidebook given the fact that it is the holiday season we need this council to just say this one more time because I think it's such good advice for all of us. Front load your calories. Man, that makes sense and is tactically doable for me and for all of us. Get some sleep. We don't think about sleep perhaps that often when we think about the world's foremost expert on nutrition, but there she is telling us to be mindful of our sleep because it does have attachment to the nutritional choices we make. And then she does mention, I believe rightfully so, she's the expert. We need to follow her guidance, protein, breakfast and lunch, especially during this holiday season. All right, Nancy, one of the things that I know also seems to accompany the holidays has to do not with sweets, not with binge eating, 
but with drinking. And I'm not just talking about drinking alcohol or me figuring out who's making the best Christmas ale in 2019. I'm talking about eggnog. I'm talking about soft drinks. I'm talking about all of it. Drinking just seems to be one of those things that occupies either a higher number of or a higher percentage of calories for all of us this time of year. So take us into beverages. What would you suggest as it relates to sensible beverage management in our diets through the course of the next 30 days? I I would say just as you don't want to go to a party or social gathering hungry, you don't want to go thirsty. So have, you know, a couple of glasses of water before you even go so that when you have a beverage, you're not drinking it to quench your thirst. You're just drinking it for enjoyment. Um, You want to go with a plan. And Mm. is your goal to... um, you just have tolerate my coworkers to, you know, drink the whole bottle. And, and, and so if you really don't want to get drunk or have too many calories of beverages, then just make, make a plan and, and just sort of figure out which party is worth just, you know, letting things go. (laughs) Well, and, and when we think about that, and I said tolerate my coworkers jokingly, we know not everybody is going to have the good fortune of working in a place like Big Peach Running Company, where quite frankly, we would just go and even if I didn't have that Christmas ale, I'd be like, man, I'm glad we're here together. But we recognize yeah. that oftentimes families and office parties and people you don't see that often or who are quite frankly, complete strangers, but do not put you at ease, ends up enticing that type of behavior. Knowing that you're the sports nutrition expert, how do we bring activity in to the nutritional choices and, quite frankly, our comfort levels in a lot of these environments that we're only in once a year and that, quite frankly, aren't those types of environments that we would want to put ourselves in more often than that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and this is where you want to make a plan. What, What many people don't realize is that about a third of people don't drink at all, don't drink alcohol at all. And a third of people are moderate drinkers and then, or, or, or more, and 10% are really heavy drinkers. Um, so that there's a whole spectrum. And you can go to a party and not drink. You can just hold a glass of water or diet soda or just a can of beer and not even drink it. So it's, it's possible just to have a glass in your hand and not consume it. Um, if that's what you prefer not to do. Um, it, it's, the, the whole thing is visualizing the event, figuring out what you expect from yourself, and managing it. And a lot of it is, if you, if you really don't want to drink very much, don't stand near the bar. You know, mm. Stand on the other side of the room. The same thing with the, if you don't want to eat a lot. Don't so, stand near the buffet table. Go in the other room. A proximity and, plan. And where clothes pants that have pockets in them so you can just stick your hands in your pockets and they're busy they don't have to be busy eating chips and guacamole or or holding a an eggnog they can be busy just you know being in your keeping your hands busy in your pockets um well and so by it, the by the time this episode releases almost everyone will know exactly what holiday plans they've made or committed to 
So your guidance of have a plan, it's possible. When you're listening to this right now, you can look at your calendar and say, okay, there's this function I've committed to, I'm going. There's this office party, I will be there. There's this client who's invited me, it only makes sense for me to show up. There's no reason that both for me, D2, and all of our listeners, that we can't do what you just said, have a plan. There's not very much at this point that's gonna sneak onto your calendar for the holidays. Yeah, and the thing is, most of these parties repeat every year, and you mm. know exactly what's going to be there. Like, you know when those peanut butter blossoms are going to be there. <laughs> and, and, and you can just make a plan around that. Say, okay, you know, peanut butter blossoms are coming on uh, December 20th. I think I'm going to have, they're arriving at lunchtime. I think I'm going to have three of them at lunch, and then one every meal thereafter. I make... And, just go with the flow. It's not going to ruin your life forever. And it's okay to have some fun with food. And fun doesn't mean overeating. It just means enjoying within your calorie budget. Well, I think that we all tend to say, man, we had such a great holiday season, even more so, or that's more likely if we don't feel like we binged our way through it. And so having a plan and yet enjoying food, not depriving ourselves, I think gives us that opportunity to do just that, to come out to the other side and say, man, that was one of the best holiday seasons ever. Before we let you go, Nancy, one of the things that you've done so well in your history and certainly through your practice and all the unbelievably useful information that you've put out into the world is you've customized many things even by gender. And so I am going to go there and I'm going to say, well, look, we're going to go as a couple or we're going to go and we're going to be among friends or this is going to be a big party or an intimate gathering. But is there anything that you would say for the man or for the woman woman that is gender specific, that is going to have a holiday twist to it, that is just good advice, but is going to be better for D2 and I as a male or better for my wife or females that yet are a little bit different in that advice that you're dispensing anything that we could take with us by gender Uh Um, is that a podcast in itself no it's an interesting question i've never really thought about it that way well if you if you just look at society these days you know men are like macho and supposed to drink a lot and it's like you know you don't have to drink a lot to be at a party and have a good time. You're actually, you're a role model. And if you're a parent, mm. you want to think about what you're role modeling, that you have to celebrate with alcohol to have a good time at holidays. Um, if you're a woman, the culture is, oh, I don't eat carbs or sugar. And I mean, you'll notice that at a party, no one's eating the peanut butter blossoms, except for you when you eat them in your closet <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> um, it's sort of like a stigma to be seen eating, you know, a cookie. Ooh, it's got sugar in it. And and again, that's not a good role model either. Uh, the, the E in eating is for enjoyment. Um, our society is just ruining the enjoyment of food. It's good food, bad food. Oh, I'm, and I'm good if I don't eat the cookies, and I'm bad if I do eat the cookies. It's like, no, no, no. You have to look at you know, the whole picture, the whole week, month, year, um, and, and not be so judgmental. But um, there's, there's space for fun foods to be planned in. And um, I think for women to relax and know that a peanut butter blossom isn't going to make them like, boom, 
get fat. Mm. Um, they also don't need to go and compensate by running, you know, five extra miles the next day. Um, if, if you overeat one day and you listen to your body, the next day your body won't, it won't be as hungry. It won't want a big breakfast. It'll just want, you know, Rice Krispies instead of granola if you eat too much at night. And um, so it's, um, you know, males and females, I, I say, I, I think it's, it's the culture of what's expected of men and women more than the physiology of it. And to set that aside, and as always, you are always so good at not just dispensing really applicable, tactical, achievable advice, but also giving us that understanding that we can enjoy food, that we should set judgment aside, that we are bigger than one meal or one food choice, and that we should not put ourselves in a position to make tomorrow worse based on one food decision that we made today. Nancy, I will tell you that there are a few people who I would say I want to talk to as a true expert in nutrition before the holidays begin and come out thinking I'm going to be better for it, but you are that person. You've given me not only some things to think about, but more importantly, you've given me reason to believe that on the backside of the holidays, I am going to say 2019, right up until New Year's Eve, as we kicked off 2020, that was the best holiday season yet. So thank you very much. Again, the invitation when you come to Atlanta is here. I know it's snowy in Boston. If you want a non-white Christmas, come see your friends D2 and Mike in Atlanta. <laughs> I am going to have them morning, noon, and night. I am going to perhaps put some in the oven this afternoon so that I can have them before we're into the main thrust of the holiday season so that I'm not quite as excited about them by the time we get to mid-December. And I am going to put them on my calendar as a baking opportunity for me every single quarter as opposed to just once a year. How's that for taking your advice to heart? She is Nancy Clark again. Her book, The Sports Nutrition Guidebook. My goodness, you need to check it out if you're not familiar with it. If you already have it on your bookshelf, the sixth edition is out now. So much new information contained therein. You're going to want to update your library. Of course, this book is sold everywhere that good books are sold. We'll put a link in our show notes for those of you who want more information and want to download other materials that Nancy has published. You're going to want to go to nancyclarkrd.com. D2, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after this brief message. Again, Nancy, thank you so very much for being part of this. My pleasure and, and happy holidays. Same to you. Shopping for a runner can be difficult, but Big Peach gift cards make it a whole lot easier. They're perfect for birthdays, holidays, or any occasion to show you support a healthy and active lifestyle. Gift cards are also perfect for the workplace as an incentive, reward, or thank you for a job well done. Big Peach Running Company gift cards are available at all seven locations and online at bigpeachrunningco.com. 
and welcome back to the holiday episode of the Run ATL podcast, delivering, like Santa, the maximum amount of value for your listening time. We have something that we can only do this time of year. We are going to bring in our resident gift-giving expert. There are so many choices, even inside the four walls of Big Peach Running Company stores alone. Jamie Confer, our director of merchandising and our lead on our run ATL and BPRC collection, as well as one of our buyers for our apparel and accessories category. Jamie joins us. Jamie, first time on the run ATL podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Well, and I really mean it when I say you are our resident expert. I mean, I know that if you say, gosh, I think this is going to do really well, or if I personally need a recommendation coming to you is something that I would do for my own well-being. So I'm going to maybe put you on the hot seat a little bit, but I'm so, so, so confident that some of the suggestions that you make will have so much application and ultimately be of so much benefit to our listeners. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, so holiday 2019, we are in the midst of it. There are people right now wringing their hands. What should I get that runner or walker on my list? I know this person so well, perhaps, but I just don't know what might be the cool things to get, to put into the stocking, to put under the tree, to provide this person the most memorable Christmas or holiday season yet. So first... What is that item that stands out maybe above all the rest for you that you're just like, this is going to be really cool and so many people are going to be happy to have it by the time they start their new year? Well, um, to me, the must-have item this year is the new Run ATL collection. Mm. That is so awesome. Um, For men, we have the Q-Speed Jogger, which is, um, I think that is so great. Great for running, great for lounging, love it. Um, we also have a tight for women that is so cute, has a little peachy on the back. I wear it to yoga all the time. I think that's awesome too. Great pieces there in that shop. Well, and I will only validate, you mentioned yoga for the tight that you wear. You gave me an early copy sample of the pant for men, the Q-Speed. Love it. And you're right. It's an awesome, now that the temperatures have cooled down, it's an awesome weight for this climate and lounging around. Even my wife comments that I look more fashionable at home on the couch. You nailed it with that piece. Okay, let's be even more specific. Obviously, you look at both what's coming in for men and women. Let's put me out there shopping for my wife, shopping for someone in the office, women first. What are a couple of pieces for women that I should feel comfortable giving either my wife or somebody in the office that I feel real comfortable about, but I know that she's a runner? So um, I'll just say the the hoodie for our um, heat grid hoodie, it does have a peachy on it, so I'm, of course biased for that yes that is a must-have it is um love it tell me about the heat grid technology how does that work so um i i usually have it on keeps you super warm you can just run with that tank underneath perfect um i also throw it on with jeans and it looks super cute um i love it 
Also, I like socks, and we always have the mm. buy buy three get one free. I think socks are a great gift. What a great reminder that not only on the buy three get one, but if you think about the socks, do you have some right now that you're just like, man, whether it's the colors, whether it's the fibers they're using, whether it's the way they're being sewn together, anything that you would say, man, even the most committed sock wearer, this is what they're going to find that's somewhat innovative now that we come into the holidays. Well. This morning, I, I ran in the mohair, Balega mm. mohair. They felt awesome. And so, mohair, for those who have not heard that term before, I believe it is a sheep of sorts. Is that correct? Yes. No, or is it a goat? I actually can't remember whether it's a sheep or a goat, but it's a unique animal fiber. has properties that are antimicrobial. Yes. And certainly very moisture wicking yes. and is really an all year round type of fiber where it helps keeps us dry and cool in the summer. And now in these cooler temperatures helps keep our feetsies warm, I think. Yes. Yes, I love those. Then um, we do have the features, the, the wool socks, so mm -hmm. very nice and cozy as well. Um, and uh, the Ultra Glide, which is a lighter sock. I like those too. So, um, sock selection, we have you. All right, so now I'm going to go and put myself perhaps in your shoes. Let's say I'm that female, and I'm now buying for my husband or for somebody else on the man side. What is it that I traditionally don't know as a female, but now you do because of your role, that somebody should be really geeked out about being able to give to that special man or somebody who is a man and is important to them in their life? So, um, I think a man always needs a black short. Right, mm. so we have a our peachy black short, our an ATL collection black short. We have a five inch and a seven inch two and one. They are fantastic, light material, um, New Balance Impact, and the Fortitech seven inch. My other hot gift that I think is super amazing, you just have to try it once and you are hooked, <laughs> is the, the Hypervolt. Mm. The, Tell me about the Hypervolt. A lot of people will put something in our show notes about the Hypervolt, but people may be hearing that term for the first time. Give us an indication of how it works and what it does. Um, so it is, I would say it's a intense massage. It's like... Uh, it is a handheld massage that gives you, uh, um, you, you didn't realize you had those, the, the aches and pains that uh, you have after a run, they are gone. It is amazing. It, it's a massage you've never had before. So I'm going to give Jamie props. Not only is she my go-to person, I need a recommendation relative to performance or some fashion, but you obviously a veteran of this year's New York City Marathon was the Hypervolt part of your own recovery oh, yes. plan? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. so she doesn't only know things based on her role and just based on her own expertise in and around the world of performance apparel, but she is very much way, way, way into this pedestrian active lifestyle and also can validate this particular item from a usage perspective yes and each store has one on display you just have to try it 
you will love it. So there's a great recommendation. If you don't join us for our group runs, traditionally come in, do a group run with us during the holidays. It'll help keep that metabolism really burning so you can enjoy one more peanut butter blossom through the holiday season and then try the Hypervolt immediately afterwards or do a long run on a weekend. Come see us some Monday and then try the Hypervolt that day after your long run or your long walk. You will not regret it, according to Jamie. Okay, last question <laughs> for you, Jamie, before we let you go. This particular holiday season, there are going to be all kinds of things that are kind of on display, including this new BPRC Run ATL collection, some of these new gadgets and socks and devices and, and all the apparel that you know so well that'll be there on hanger. What would you give somebody as a tip in terms of getting the most from not just shopping at Big Peach Running Company, but it's a shortened season, right? Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving was later, or it was yes. a it was later, so it's just it seems like it's gonna go by so quickly. What would you tell people when they are out shopping to be mindful of? And that's just looking at it as a shopper more than a specific purchase they might make. Any advice that you might give me or others? To be mindful of, um, to think of what that person I. I guess for a, a runner, it's just keeping in mind um, what what we like like to use um, and what we use every day. Like the shorts, um, like the the hypervolt. It helps us in recovery. Socks we can use every day. Um, it's it's just the things that we we like to use in our active lifestyle. What a great reminder. That's awesome because you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not that person who is so into that pedestrian active lifestyle, go with the basics, right? You said every man needs a black short. Go with these items like socks that are everyday use. For somebody who's training, recovery is so critical. The thing I will tell everybody that goes alongside Jamie's advice, I believe that there is no place any better than Big Peach Running Company where you can come in and just put yourself almost at the mercy of our guest advocates and say, gosh, I don't really know what I'm here for. Here's what I can tell you about the person I'm shopping for. Can you help me? It would be literally our honor and our privilege to do just that. So come in, certainly come see us. Absolutely. Jamie, thanks for everything that you have done. The BPRC collection looks great. D2, this is cool. I can't believe the holiday season is already here. Anything that you would add to Jamie's list of recommendations and making sure that it also gets its fair share of airtime? No, I mean, that's all great suggestions. I've experienced the Hypervolt, and, you know, it's basically your own deep tissue massage. It gets really deep into the... The, those muscles and those areas where you know you may have to pay someone professionally to, to get to so I think that's that's a great great deal and uh, I need to get, pick me up one as well nice well and just to clean up my lack of knowledge of which animals were contributing so generously to socks these days the mohair is indeed taken from an angora goat so Jamie mentioned the wool for what we have with features, that is indeed a sheep. And the mohair from Bolega, awesome sock. In fact, that's what I have on right now. It is from the Angora Goat. Look that up if we don't put it in your show notes. It is a strange looking animal, but I don't doubt the fiber all over this particular beast of burden is awesome for running. Truck that out for sure. All right, D2, a couple of things that we're going to do as we kind of come down the home stretch 2019. This is our last episode of the year. It's hard to believe 
Steve. As you look back at 2019, before we even think about the Run ATL podcast, what are some of the memories that you would share, you know, even if just briefly, about why this year is something that you'll remember as a special one for you? Uh, man, well, I mean, you know, the guests that we've had on the Run ATL podcast, I mean, we've had some big names from the very first one with Bart Yasso and, mm. you know, Ryan Hall and, and, you know, I mean, just some awesome with names. Meb and Nancy. Meb, oh, Nancy, yeah. yeah. I mean, Carrie Tollefson Yeah, comes Carrie, back. I mean, Olympic athletes and, and, and marathoners and, and just professional athletes, um, even, you know, hope, hopeful Olympians with Jared Carson. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, we, we've taken it another, you know, uh, you know, step up, totally you know, we agree. upgraded our podcast studio, we've gotten better mics. So hopefully the quality has, has been much improved to the benefit of our, our listeners. Um, but for me, I think, you know, cause I know you're going to ask like, which is, which episode stands out the, the best? I'm like, eh, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, trying to pick your favorite child and I don't have, you know, kids. So, um, <laughs> so th- this is kind of, these are all my babies, right? Cause as a producer, you kind of put these all together and you listen to them while you're recording them. You listen to them as you're editing them and, and then listen to them again as, you know, finally when they, they go to air. So I listen to them, you know, a, a lot. Um, but for various reasons, I have, I've got, you know, probably three different ones that kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, episode number 45 with Christian Griffin is one that will always stick with me. It is, you know, one of those that was just a very powerful, very emotional. Um, if, if there was ever an opportunity where I felt like we were doing true journalism, that was the episode mm. that I felt, wow, I'm like, that's one that I could, I'd, I'd say, you know, Oprah or Barbara Walters would, you know, would put their stamp of approval based on the content. And it was unexpected, um, but it was authentic. It was, it, 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 it was one of those that, you know, left me kind of, you know, speechless, you know, and uh, a very powerful message there. So for me, that was a, fa- a favorite because of that, because I felt like the quality was like, man, it's like far and above anything that we've done journalistically. Awesome. Yep. And we're not in the journalism business, um, you know. So for me, that, w- that was a favorite. I think the next one I'd say that would probably be Golden Harper. I just liked how he was so passionate about running. And even though he's a founder of Ultra Footwear, he was not... Um, he wasn't really about pushing his brand and his footwear. It was about the enjoyment running. And, and the, the reason why he created the brand was to help reduce injuries and to make running more comfortable. And once again, it just it fits with our brand and who we are as to trying to find solutions for those individuals. And just the way he explained, you know, um, running form and was just reminding me back to days when, when I was a, you know, a, a transform running, you know, instructor and just brought all those memories back. And it was, and it's fun, you know, to see people, uh, transformed by it, you know, to see the enjoyment, to, to all of a sudden come back after the, you know, they've, they've taken a couple of those tips that you've given them and go, wow, that made a difference. I feel better. I feel stronger. I ran a PR. I mean, that's very rewarding. And that's what, you know, Golden uh, reminded me of. And then the last one that I'd say is, is a favorite of mine. And, it, and it, it, I don't want to come across as being conceited, but it's the one episode that I did with Jacob Geisler with Goo Energy, you know, episode 65. And it's not because, oh, I did it and I was a host. It's because it, it you know, we, we talk about challenging ourselves. We talk about stepping outside of our comfort zone. 
And for me, that was ones that it's not something that I get to do on a regular basis. And I felt like, okay, as an interviewer, I'm like, I'm getting better. I'm challenging myself, you know, um, being better prepared, you know, to have these conversations, being more comfortable leading those conversations and listening and trying to find value to our listeners. Mm. And for me, that I felt, you know, there's a, a bit of growth there. Um, so for me, that's one of my favorite ones because, it, you know, whether it's, you know, pushing yourself to, to get a PR or running that, that next long distance and increasing your distance, you're always out there challenging yourself. So for me, I'm, I'm chancing myself physically, I'm chancing myself mentally, I'm trying to do things, you know, for my own personal growth. And for me, that was one of those episodes where like, okay, I was like, yep, there's room for improvement for sure. But based on, you know, the episode I did, you know, a year or so ago, I'm like, going. Oh, there, there's some improvement there. So, uh, you know, small and, 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 and a little bit of gains, you know, and always trying to, to, to do better and be better. Well, it was more than just small, in my opinion. That was huge. In fact, I will tell you that was also one of my favorites. And I'm looking at that only as a listener because I was not in studio. I wasn't anywhere near the studio when that happened. I remember when you said it's in the can. Feel free to give it a listen before we actually publish it. And I listened to it over the course of a couple of different runs, and you did great work. The information Jacob had to share was really, really good. But as you know, it requires thoughtful questions. It requires really listening to certain answers in order to build upon those answers to get more that is useful. And I just thought you did a marvelous job. It was one of my favorites of the year as well, I think, Thank you. because we're also listeners to this and to have that information was something that for me, I wouldn't have gotten unless I was also a listener of the Run ATL podcast. So well done for sure. For those of you who will be doing some binge listening to the Run ATL podcast over the holidays, the episodes that D2 just mentioned, Christian Griffith is episode 45, Golden Harper episode number 63, and Jacob Geisler, check D2 going solo if you've not already listened to episode number 65. He also mentioned one person who I will go ahead and pull out also in the episodes that were part of our 60s, Jared Carson. For me, it was super cool to have him as an interviewee, knowing that it was really just a couple of friends sitting down, having a conversation about some cool things to come and some cool things that have already been done. One that I also would call to everyone's attention, episode number 49. I just loved the way that Bob Kennedy touched on so many different things, not just his Olympic experience when he was an athlete here in the Centennial Olympic Games in Atlanta in 1996, but also things that had to do with business ownership and entrepreneurialism, with parenting and relationships. He just covered such a wide swath of things that I know are so important to us, even beyond our running, but truly having this mindset that we can be excellent and pursue excellence in all the facets of our life in which we commit ourselves to. So kudos to Bob Kennedy for making at least such a big mark on me with that episode. All right, D2, the holiday is fast approaching. What are you going to be doing, my friend? Um, so I'll be, I'll be heading down to Orlando, Florida, my, where my parents are at, and uh, just spending some time with them and, and catching up with some friends and you know, enjoying hopefully some warmer weather. I was there for Thanksgiving, and it actually got a little bit chilly, and I was not prepared for running in the cold weather. Um, I, I just Cold by Florida standards. Cold by Florida. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, when your morning starts out at 45 degrees, even in Atlanta standards, that's kind of chilly if you're wearing just shorts and a singlet, and I was not prepared for that. So... Um, 
So I'm hoping to enjoy some, some uh, you know, warmer runs and taking a break from the cold running that I'll be doing that I'm doing here in, in Atlanta. So Nancy had given us a few things to think about, and one of them that will stick with me for quite some time in terms of having a plan. And you mentioned, well, it was 45 in Orlando. I wasn't prepared for this. Here's one reminder to all of our listeners, and certainly for me and for D2 and Thanksgiving, I was actually in Michigan, way, way, way north of Michigan for part of my trip, right at the, almost the bridge that takes you from the lower part of the state to the upper peninsula. I knew it was going to be cold. I knew there was going to be snow and it was going to have a wind chill that was wicked. And when I got back from my runs at Crystal Mountain, my beard, of course, was all iced over. But because I was prepared for it, I knew that was going to be the case. It did not deter me. I got out every single morning. So for all of us, my goodness, regardless of whether you're traveling or going to be here, the information we need to stay true to our pedestrian active lifestyle during the holidays, it's out there. Don't get caught the way D2 did on Thanksgiving in Orlando thinking, how can it be this cold? And even if it is that chilly by Florida standards, when you're prepared, you're ready to go. Don't be unprepared. I still went out and ran. I, I got six days of running while I was down there. And you were sick. So yep. that's the thing is you ultimately were an overcomer and you were like, I'm going for it regardless. I, well, I was sick leading up to the Thanksgiving week. So I, I didn't run for a week. So I was like, I'm not taking two weeks off. I need to go, you know, and and, and get a run in. So, and, and I did. Well, and it might've been fair justice and good thing for me, I suppose, selfishly speaking, that it did not happen to me. For those of you who have listened faithfully up until this particular episode, you know we were just recently bragging about our podcast digs in Blue Ridge and the fact that we stayed behind to finish taping and doing a little bit of production. One of our teammates in Blue Ridge was not well when she was there, and I think somehow she managed to impact practically half of our attendees, both from the supplier community as well as on our own leadership team. You were one of those who went down, and maybe that just serves us right for telling everybody that we seemingly had it all figured that out that afternoon when we were finishing up production. Yeah, I mean, I, it was it was Sunday night, I think, or, or, or shortly thereafter, where I was like, uh, I, I don't I don't feel good. You it know, just it was, ravaged yeah. our yeah. leadership team. But everybody is back to being themselves. Hopefully, everybody will be in really good shape by the time we get into the main thrust of these particular holidays. But regardless of what our plans are, we are certainly going to be thinking about you and your plans. We are taking the last week in December off. From a Run ATL podcast perspective, of course, we'll be in our stores and we will be there ready to go. But the next episode traditionally would get released on December 23rd this year. As we've done the last couple of years, we are going to give ourselves a vacation and we will be back on January 6th. So at this point, when we think about, man, just two weeks till we come back D2, we've got four weeks until we hit the record button and bring another featured conversation to this esteemed audience. That's right. And, uh, you know, we want to wish everyone, uh, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. We'll be back on January 6th, as Mike said. And we'll, we'll, in the meantime, we'll be looking at lining up guests for, to kick off the new year. It's going to be a fun year. D2 leaned into the fact that this year, big strides for us, new podcast studio, new equipment, A-list 
of guests who are our featured conversations, we're going to take that momentum and we are going to parlay it into even more that we can do on behalf of this audience and this market. We've had so much fun. As D2 said, as I'll reiterate, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year to all of you. You mean so very much to us. Thank you for being part of this journey that's been so much fun for D2 and for me. D2, again, thank you for all that you do to pull this together. 2019 would not be the special memory that it is for me without you. You're very much appreciated. I look forward to seeing you again, not only across the microphone, but in so many other different capacities as we come back from that break and as we get started in 2020. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Glad to be here. Good, good, good. And now for all of you, as you're used to hearing, as we certainly mean, may your best miles as we move through the remainder of 2019, as we kick off a brand new year, 2020 will soon be here. May your best miles be those covered on foot.